genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as I always am, with uh, the other people on this show, Sean Petit. What up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vike. hey As a courtesy, I want to remind listeners that uh, we spoil comic books on this podcast, so if you haven't read last week's books yet or we're talking about something you haven't read yet you can skip it i'm going to give you timestamps in the episode description so you can uh, pass over anything you need to our top story today is marauders number 18 by jerry duggan stefano caselli and matteo lally oh and there's more uh, edgar and edgar delgado <laughs> Ooh, that's a lot of names uh-huh uh-huh so how are we how is everybody uh, you know, good. it's I had one of those four day work weeks. that feels like five days. So that was fun. Oh, that's that's neat. Yeah, I, I also great. had a four day work week because of snow. So that was, you know, oh, right, it is what right. it is. But, uh, you know, I, I've been asking people at work like, oh, how have you been? Like people that I don't see very often that only come in once in a while. And like I've had a couple people at this point in the pandemic just look at me like, how dare you ask me that question? <laughs> Which is a very valid response because there is nothing to report. And they're like, well, how are you? And the only thing I have to respond with is, oh, I have an ear infection and it's debilitating. The end. <laughs> like, yeah. There's never good news to share. Uh, I mean, we, we still managed to come up with interesting things to say that we've been up to and we've been doing every week. So, I mean. Most of it involves such, like shoveling snow or watching the downfall of democracy. So, well, I, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll break the mold. I did something interesting this weekend. Ooh, We're recording this on Sunday. We don't normally do this. So a whole weekend has gone by. But um, I have some, some, some of my college friends that live up in New York are doing a Star Wars marathon as we speak, where for an entire weekend, they did this really aggressive marathon with no breaks of just all Star Wars content available. Yeah, can confirm. I, I looked at the schedule. It is aggressive. They, That's they, supposed to be not depressing? They, they called it uh, Order 666. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So um, They called it yeah, that so because I, you have to execute yourself at the end. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the invite to the Facebook page was Execute Order 666. But oh, so I've been popping in and out of that all weekend in between prepping for this show and another thing we're, we're recording tomorrow. So I've I mean, had a good time. I love Star Wars as much as the next guy, but like watching it like freebasing Star Wars like that yeah. really makes you realize that most of it's bad. But that's why I was glad I wasn't hosting it because I could just come and go as I please. Plus, it was nice to do something like that that I don't have to record and edit later. <laughs> it's usually literally if I'm just hanging out with friends and not right. like... Yeah, just yeah. watching a movie. Because <laughs> usually like with, with the people we know through this network, it's like, oh, let's get together and watch a thing, and then that turns into us recording it, because why not for posterity, and then it turns out good, and now we have a new show that we have to produce every week. So yeah, But this is like you get 30 hours and no one wants to say anything. You're just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just turns into disgruntled noises <laughs> yeah depending on which movie no you're stuck yeah depending yeah. on which movie you're stuck in it could just be a real bad time it's yeah. like i think i'm gonna leave at what point do you think that at any point there the host was just there by himself because everyone was just like nah i don't really need to see that, solo that, a star wars story again <laughs> that probably happened for a few moments yeah. i can only 
I can't imagine consuming that much TV and movie content in one weekend. Like I think my eyeballs would burn out. When it's when the first when the first Avengers came out, I skipped school to do the whole like whole phase one thing Mm -hmm. that led up to Avengers. Yeah, like the first time that they had ever done something like that for the MCU, and I got sick during Avengers (laughs) because I just been sitting in a theater all day eating nothing but garbage. Yeah, and then. They started doing like you know like Infinity War came out and they're like every Marvel like be in a theater for two days yeah. and I'm like no yeah. no yeah. never that's how never you again. die no especially because like yeah Phase One was what four movies five movies yeah when you yeah. get to fifteen movies, yeah you just live there, there were like, twenty three movies leading yeah. up to Infinity fuck. War <laughs> fuck that yeah, yeah I, the, I know um, some people who used to go to this um this movie marathon in in Philly every year that was a twenty four hour horror thon exhumed. I don't remember what it was called. I just remember it was 24 straight hours in a movie theater watching horror movies. Yeah, I have a bunch of friends that go to that and they love it. And I'm just like, have fun. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, that sounds absolutely terrible. Cause like, you know, it's also great. A bed. (laughs) Right. I'm also like kind of a big guy. So like every movie theater I've ever been in is only comfortable for about half a movie. (laughs) Yeah. Cause at a certain point, one, that chair is just not comfortable and you're going to have to move around. And two, that's just going to, it's just going to start to stink in there. Like you got to rotate, you got to rotate that air, man. Oh yeah. yeah. Especially with, with like specifically horror movie dudes. Mm. Exactly. I would just say like mm. the people that are doing those movie marathons, it's, it's just a matter of time. Although I will tell you, I'll tell you one thing. The worst movie theater smell I've ever experienced in my entire life was a four and a half hour opera live stream that I had to I had no. Wow. That's yeah. turns out the Phantom of the Opera was it, a fart. It smelled like the inside of an old lady's person there. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if I had to assume what oh the smell would be, it would be that. But the yeah. fact that it overpowered like the the stench Popcorn of uh, and, well, yeah. the stench of specifically like Star Wars nerds. Like right. the fact yeah, that mean, old lady smell was worse than like horror nerds is baffling it's to me. Plus bad perfume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like get, that Chanel yeah. number five plus Fixident <laughs> plus cat pee plus <laughs> just also just like bad breath, just like really bad breath being exhaled out Calitosis. of the mouth for four straight hours. Halitosis, <laughs> osmosis. As RJ said, don't forget. The phantom fart. And the farts, yeah. yeah. Well, and probably just regular farts. <laughs> yeah, it just smelled like moldy old books in there. <laughs> oh. I take moldy old books over almost any of that. <laughs> oh, my God. Something to smell about moldy old books just really makes me want to fart and go to the movies, apparently. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, what a ridiculous, but good for those guys, I guess. I hope they enjoyed it. But also, I had fun. Like, what else you got going on right now? So like I get it. Yeah, yeah that is also true. At I, one point I was I was actually watching movies while reading comics for this show. So like Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's an impressive dedication to being a nerd. I'm <laughs> I'm frankly impressed. You're better at my job than I am cuz <laughs> I don't even do yeah. that shit. The only thing I did today that wasn't like consuming content was I went and bought donuts for breakfast. So like that's that's where I'm at in quarantine again. <laughs> I uh I'm at in quarantine. The people at the plant store are like concerned for my health. Uh, because been you there. Coming to buy plants. Yeah, they're like yeah. back again, huh? And I'm like, oh man, you shouldn't know me by my face. Can you stop? I'm can catching you stop shade from my plant people. You know what? They probably think you keep killing plants. <laughs> 
they're, they're like they're like either yeah. she can't keep a plant alive for longer than a week, or her apartment she, looks like a jungle. It my, it, is she eating the, these? The answer, <laughs> is she eating these? Uh, the answer is number two. My apartment looks like a jungle. Like literally, I I just put like a bunch of plants in the bathroom, and and like Zach walked in like what in the f- like. Are they peeing plants? Where, where am I supposed to pee? Like where? in the in the plants? Right? No. Yeah. yeah. Well, then why are they in the bathroom? Uh, because I've run out of space. It's just instinct. If there's a plants where I'm peeing, I'm gonna pee on the plant. All right. Like, I just can't help it. You sound like they're a just dog. like oh, they're like oh, we just got this and turn around and Casey's like nomming on <laughs> a leaf. <Nice>. It's like <laughs> not the eucalyptus. It's poisonous. <laughs> I, I'm not usually much for house plants, but like. I'm getting to to this deep in winter and haven't seen a single green thing, so I've yeah. started adopting some houseplants. Mm. Well, if you okay. need any, I probably need to foster out some of mine. <laughs> foster out some houseplants? The bad part was that um, like Zach's mom got me a bunch of birthday presents, and my birthday was at the beginning of January, and the mail is just now arriving uh, because oh of how fucked God. up the mail was from the the holidays and uh she's like oh yeah come on by your, your birthday presents finally arrived and it was five terracotta pots and i was like well <laughs> thank you for enabling me uh i guess i gotta go to the plant store and buy five plants and then i did <laughs> i gotta you feed just, these pots <laughs> just start the little brother program but for plants a little <laughs> yeah. sprout i mean yeah i gotta give them out at some point <laughs> it's, just, it's the same thing i say to like when i when i'm walking the dogs and someone's like oh they're cute i'm like good i'll get i'll give you the next one that i find because i can't keep it anymore <laughs> just don't walk the plants yeah you're just creating a foster home for plants yeah exactly <laughs> i'll get them up and going all you got to do is water them, but please take well them. the next step is bringing them to work so if you start to see like pothos <laughs> popping up at brave new world Jesus you'll know why <laughs> so see casey that's there's eight straight minutes of of how y'all been this week hey I mean that's fair. That is fair. But I also I also cannot blame people for being mad at me having to do like impulsive small talk yeah. at the comic book store. <laughs> small talk is hard enough as it is when you when you haven't left your house in a year. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. But you have the people who just don't want to talk or anything, or they haven't seen anyone else that they can't shut up. Like, yeah, you have the two it's, it's literally those only two things. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god, a person? Let's talk about everything. It's like, look, I'm going to stop you right there. We've all experienced the same last 365 days. You have nothing interesting to say to me. Let's all let's all share our stories about the time we got COVID. Yeah. Well, we don't all have that story. I mean, unfortunately, most people do. I know some people who have that story twice. Ah, so. yeah. Most yeah, people yeah. are either extremely unlucky or the worst. I, th- I think they're just bad at this at this point. Like, yeah, that's fair. Some people are just bad at this, and yeah, you got to stay away from those people. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, comic books. Yeah. Let's get into it. Yep. 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 Oh Christ! I guess it's it's me first. Uh, <laughs> oh, suddenly someone doesn't. It's like oh, I guess it's me. Speaking of enormous mastheads for comic books. Oh Christ! Yeah. So this is uh this is the this is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin number two. It's finally here. We've waited long enough. Stop asking me, people at the comic book store. I don't so- know. <laughs> So this is this is a big mass head. So so story by Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird, and Tom Waltz. Script by Tom Waltz and Kevin Eastman. Layouts by Kevin Eastman. Pencils inks by Esau and Isaac Escorza. Ben Bishop and Kevin Eastman with color assistance by Samuel Plata. 
and colors by Louis Louis Antonio Delgado and uh, why the hell not? Letters by Sean Lee. Yeah, you've already read everyone else's name at this point. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now that I'm cross-eyed. So, so real quick recap. Um, there's only one Ninja Turtle left. We're in a a like dystopian future. Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, and you know enough time has passed since issue one. It's Michelangelo. Yes. Um, yeah spoiler alert spoilers it's been months right <laughs> yeah so um karai's son is now ahead of the foot clan who's like controlling the whole city so michelangelo goes on this like one last big suicide mission to kind of shut it all down and survives and he gets now- wrecked though so, yeah he gets wrecked and karai's son is a dick yeah he yeah i mean well you know yeah, that's fair. Apple didn't fall far from <laughs> that tree. Yeah, fair enough. Far yeah, that tree, tree has very wide-reaching branches. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so this issue is kind of him waking up um, in his old underground lair where April now lives mm-hmm. with her daughter, Casey Jones. All yes. right. How about that? <laughs> How about them apples? Because, <laughs> you know, April and Casey got busy. Yeah, I don't yeah, know how were. I feel about that, especially after, like, the current run of of TMNT where, where Casey's just kind of a dick. Yeah. It's like, April, you're too good for him. <laughs> this also like isn't it. the first daughter they've had canonically. Um, oh, wow. Okay. In In the image run, they have a daughter together. Who's much hmm. younger, and Mikey is kind of like her her uncle Mikey. Hmm. So, like, I guess they're kind of calling back to that. But now she's a little too old to have an uncle Mikey. So, like, who knows? I mean, you don't outgrow having uncles, right? But like, I like you know, they're like kind of peers in their meeting for the first time, as opposed to being ah, pseudo yeah, raised well, by. It's like she's meeting like her hero slash legend that she heard mm. of all this time growing up. Yeah, because of course April's her. told all. Tons and tons of awesome stories uh, yeah. about about. The wow, animals. you really are a turtle. Yeah, right. It's like, <laughs> oh, oh my shit. god, you! T- my mom's not just insane. You're real. <laughs> I thought she had just imagined these turtles. It's like, yeah, mom, those turtle friends you that have. you know do martial arts. <laughs> we gotta sure. really fix your meds, mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just lie down. It's okay. I know. I know the turtles will be back. I know. I yeah. know. It's like that meme. Of like someone walking with an old person, then they're like, you know, uh, I used, used to, to listen to ska. And they're like, yeah, dad, yeah, grandma, okay, now. yeah. I used to. We all used to sing a song and then spit on a birthday cake. <laughs> yeah, all right, grandma. Pepperidge Farm remembers, right? <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, that like that's gone. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, never blow I'm on a cake. Ne- I'm not going to eat that cake. Yeah, I'm fucking never crazy. eating cake if you blow out your candles on it. It's so not going to happen. <laughs> anyway, turtles. So turtles. So we also get um, some flashbacks to kind of what happened uh, to the whole family that split them all up. And it's all pretty devastating. Like they got they get ambushed. Um, Splinter gets very badly injured. And then Raph goes back to, to settle the score and ends up killing Karai and then dying in the process. Dang. It's all heavy duty shit. Yeah, that was a pretty cool action sequence with him just beating the shit out of a bunch of foot. Yeah, their foot. 
not, not no, nope, you were, you nope. were <laughs> right the first first you're right the first time yeah uh, <laughs> i i think it's interesting that there's like a like this dystopia going on in this book and simultaneously in the ongoing there's the different dystopia in which jenica kills karai like yeah. it's it's all mm-hmm. kind of the same beats but slightly different it yeah. is, but it's, all shitty. Like we can all agree, it's going to be shitty. Yeah. But it, 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 at least in the in the IDW ongoing, their dystopia, they're all still alive. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Well, for now. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Mikey's, Mikey's alive, but he is very clearly losing his mind. Yeah. Well, he keeps seeing delusions of his brothers and. He's having tea with them and screaming at them, and but, they're not there. <laughs> but he's also got like a secondary mutation as he's gotten older, where he has like Wolverine healing. Yeah, and just like can't be killed. Or, oh yeah, he's gotten stronger. Or it's just like the crow, and he's just like a ghost at this point, some sort of vengeance ghost. <laughs> vengeance, vengeance ghost. ghost. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, either yeah. way, I'm digging it, and, and it is funny that there's like the, that. I. I I guess it, this is the dystopian future that happens if the band gets back together. And it's like, how is this any better than the future you showed us before? Like, <laughs> this is somehow worse. We should probably not get the band back together. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we also get the flashback of like where Mikey was in between the ambush and when he came back. Which is pretty cool because that's all uh, art by Kevin Eastman. Yeah. This awesome flashback of like, Mikey just hiking out into the mountains of, I guess, Japan, it looks like. Yeah, and I guess he was just trying to, like, just live out the rest of his days. He went somewhere cold, and he's like, yeah, I'm cold-blooded, and it did not go great. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, "Yeah, dog. No shit, you're a turtle. (laughs) I could have told you that. I have basic seventh grade biology knowledge. Yeah. (laughs) But he ends up surviving the winter and then like fighting off a bunch of bad guys and then just going like, you know what? I should probably go back to New York and finish what we all started. Yeah. I guess he had some people that just wanted to kill him for fun. And he's like, fuck these dudes. Like, I can't, I can't stand for this shit. (laughs) And then there's also this back and forth between him and, and young Casey about this book that Splinter had. Like it was Splinter's diary that she had been reading. And um, like the last page of it just says no peace. Dang. So it's like he's he's he just wants to settle this score. He just wants to, you know, put an end to these foot assholes once and for all. Yeah, I think that's all he's trying to do at this point. But the the last page is April opening up a safe in the lair and pulling out uh, Professor Honeycutt's head. Perfect. That's- I was hoping Dang. you'd explain this to me. So I, that sounds really <laughs> gruesome and bizarre, but uh, Professor Honeycutt was a robot <laughs> oh. <laughs> who was a uh, um, a professor who has blipped in and out of, of the turtle's reality. He's like an extra-dimensional fugitoid robot. Sure. Yeah, I knew this page was important, but I knew nothing. I had no idea. I was like, "Cool, can't wait for Adam to tell me what it's." This it's an exciting <laughs> reveal. Like, if they still have Honeycut and his technology, that could uh, that could be mm-hmm. pretty wild. And like, who knows what kind of body they're going to put him on? I hope they find. I hope they have Metalhead lying around because Metalhead with Professor Honeycut's head would be fucking great. <laughs> I mean, that's that. It almost writes itself. Like, what right? else yeah, are you right. going to do? <laughs> oh, also, um, uh, April has. Um, like a cybernetic arm and leg from some big thing that happened in that same flashback that I don't think we got to see all of. Yeah, there was some kind of explosion or something, but yeah, they don't, they didn't go all in on it. I think. Yeah, she but, slipped with the dinner knife. 
<laughs> just whoops. Whoopsie do. <laughs> Good thing I'm in the future. <laughs> I did a big fucky wucky here. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been enjoying the heck out of this book. Um, I just wish it came out a little bit more frequently. It's yeah, just been nice. it's been Don't delayed a lot. All. Yeah. So. So do we have to wait three months for the next issue? Yeah, I guess we'll see you guys again in four months when we tackle issue three. Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I, I get why it's taking so long. They, I think they switched artists a couple times at the very beginning, and it's you know getting yeah. They all fired of these the guy together. after he like drew an entire issue, and they're like, "Nah, we don't like it." And it's just like, "What?" Like, <laughs> is that really what happened? I thought that was just a rumor. Uh, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I th- that's the rumor I heard. Mm. That's the agreed upon rumor. <laughs> but I mean, like they definitely had almost an entire issue's worth of art, and then pivoted. And- yeah. <laughs> like I don't know if it was if it was they fired the guy or the guy couldn't deliver it on time, but then again it didn't get delivered on time anyway, so who knows. <laughs> right. Wow. But it's a good series and it's 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 nice to see both Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird on the masthead again together. And yeah, for sure. You know, it's good storytelling. It's just it is a little strange that we're getting two dystopian futures simultaneously from two different versions of turtles reality yeah <laughs> so the timing there is a little strange well maybe if last Ronin came out when it was supposed to that wouldn't have happened <laughs> but these All things right. happen i mean i i'm used to it i read tank girl that thing's never on yeah, time fair enough. <laughs> all right uh i've got uh cable number eight by Jerry Duggan and Phil Noto. This issue was so good. This book <laughs> rules. <laughs> yeah, this was another book. I'm like, cool. I can't wait for RJ to tell me what all this means. What? <laughs> How did you not understand this? I, <laughs> I feel there's like this, lots, this... there's lots of implications going on here, and I'm just going to get filled in. And it's okay. Gonna be great. All right. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> I still enjoyed it. Let me, let me be wrong, but there's just a lot going on. <laughs> so, the, so this issue uh, opens with Domino. Um, kind of narrating and it goes uh i've been asked countless times how my powers work and the best way i can try to explain it is that my life is just charted by impacts and trajectories a new impact leads to a new trajectory and that's an and then another and another and that's life and i well i just dance between the impacts um and then she's like narrating over meteors like clashing together yeah like um, a, a millennia ago. <laughs> right, yeah. I just love that her luck powers are just chaos. It's just controlled, right. hyper-focused chaos. Yeah, I, yeah. Domino is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. And I, she's so great in this issue. <laughs> so good. So uh, Cable's like, right, gotcha. Uh, so how you know we're uh that's how you know we're supposed to be in tokyo and she's like oh no i just stopped here because i was hungry (laughs) she wanted sushi yeah Yeah. uh and then uh they go into a restaurant themed after the space knights which cable just murdered all of (laughs) by by tricking them into thinking they were going to go home (laughs) yeah he literally nuked them out of existence (laughs) It, it reminds me of the uh the batman burger king that Tinian has created in his Batman run that they go to now to, for That's like meetings. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love um, like in the background they're like taking pictures with all the freaking knights and stuff and they're just chilling eating sushi. Yeah. And then uh 
So Cable's like about to take a bite and he sees one of the, the people who have abducted the babies. And he's like, oh my God, that's the guy. Uh, so he like- And the guy's like working there. Like what yeah. are the fucking yeah, odds? Yeah. Because, you know, that's what happens when you when you uh, work with Domino. Yeah, exactly. Things just, things Think- just work out. Which, yeah, which is like the best part of this all issue. It's like shit just keeps happening because it's Domino. Because she great. just happens right. to be there. Yeah. So, uh, so he like runs after her uh, run, runs after him and Domino's just still eating. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I'll be right out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This is really fucking good. So and, I'll uh, in a second. I'm just so he, hungry. <laughs> he gets to this door lock and it opens because obviously Strife is the one running it and he has the same genetic signature. But so. also, I don't know if you realize this, the thing that I th- was super clever was the person that unlocked it before him was the kidnapper guy. Because the kidnapper right. guy is also a clone yeah. of Cable. Yeah. I was wondering about big, that because he clearly he a, shoots him. And he had a big number two shirt. Yeah, it's a bunch of the same <laughs> yep. dude that are also all Cable clones. They're like middle-aged Cable clones. And yeah. the, the the brilliant part about that for me is that like this is not in any way a criticism. Phil Noto has one face. You know? Like like the way that Phil Noto draws is always very similar. Kind of in that like Steve Dillon kind of yeah. way where like it's all yeah, very yeah. rendered the same. Um, well the cables definitely have all the same face. Exactly. So yeah. like so it works perfectly it for works this, perfectly right? for this because it was like just a character and you're like, oh shit, that does look exactly like cable. <laughs> I just, How convenient. He, cable just like gets there, confronts him, and he just releases like thirteen cables. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just a cable uh, mosh pit. Yeah. And then Domino shows up and she's still eating and she's like, I've heard gunfire. Remember, shoot for the limbs. And then she looks up and she sees all the cables and she's like, God damn it. All right, I'm clocking in. And then she she kills all of them. Uh, no, the best the best part was that at the very end, he's like, there's there's one cable left. He's like, whoa, 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 I'm friendly, I'm friendly. And, and uh she's he's like, Wow, how incredible. Uh how did you uh so you let luck take the wheel and you emptied your clip? No, I have one round left, and then just shoots that one too. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then later he was like, "Wow, how did you know that uh, those were all not the real me?" And she's like, "I didn't." I d- yeah, I didn't. <laughs> she's because so she's I mean, so great. I on, love her so. Much. On top of just her luck would let her pick the right one. Also, better to just murder literally every single one yeah, and resurrect. Just res the right one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, I just I love the. The personality of just like walking into a situation and just going, eh, just you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. We'll see how it works out. Yeah, I'm I just gonna keep that- firing bullets into this room until I'm all right. out. I love that. Like, so there were there were twelve of them, and she's like, "Huh, my my, uh, we missed one, and my clip only holds ten bullets. I guess I murdered one with the same bullet. I murdered, murdered two with the same bullet. Because <laughs> <laughs> of course she did. Because of course she did. <laughs> yeah. So then they have to go chase after the one that escaped and mm-hmm. he uh he like shocks them with a with a puddle and a gun clip and um this was so fucking takes good. him down uh and then <laughs> as he's monologuing a meteor comes and takes his head off <laughs> a teeny tiny meteor and it's it's the meteor from millennia ago where yeah. domino was narrating her powers i like so it at, ridiculous at one point they're standing and looking at the guy and all that's left is a steaming pair of feet yeah, <laughs> and, and they're like, "Who is that? Is that Sunfire? Is that a meteorite?" <laughs> yeah, and then imme- as they're looking at the like flaming shoes, she's like, 
uh, lose my number for a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't right? yeah, She's like, yeah, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> That's about enough cable for me for now. And then the data page, the data is she, page. Texts, oh. she texts Beast to let them know. She's so like, uh, we made a mess. <laughs> and uh, we a need Logan someone to... to mess. <laughs> right. We need someone yeah. to clean it up. And he's like, uh, we don't have anyone. It's like, can't you just like send Maggot and have his Maggot eat? Everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what about Tempest? Do we, can we get Tempest? Uh, <laughs> what about? Just like you gotta, you gotta get someone, right? Come on. Uh, yeah. Do you have Deadpool's number? Maybe he'll want them. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it, great. Domino is one of my favorite power sets, and it's it's easy to get lazy with with writing Domino, where it's like, oh, I'll just she's there, so everything turns out right. I mean, but her power is literally Dosex Machina, her, but, but, but like, you can be. But you can be clever with the dose extra. Yeah, it's yeah, going chaos. the extra mile to to like set up a beginning, middle, and end of of the whole luck yeah, thing. Like that's the right. Exactly. Well, she she has. I mean, all mutant powers are uh, interesting, like that. In that, uh, like they can be very generic, and they can be useful at a generic level where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, like a knife, you can just stab someone yeah. or you can get surgically precise and make it really interesting. Yeah. Um, and Domino's power set is like perfect for that. You can, you can go super broad and just be like, oh, she survives and always gets the shot. Or you can, you know, make it more interesting and yeah. actually could- set up a, like a Ward Goldberg machine of <laughs> right. coincidences. Yeah. Or yeah. you can have this issue and it's great. Yeah. I, it's awesome. Like it's such yeah. a perfect use of her power set and her and her character. Yeah, <laughs> and I really love fun issue. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of um that uh, X Force stuff from the 80s and 90s of just the the Cable and Domino dynamic, and uh, th- this really feels like it's a a new version of it because it's, di- it's a new Cable, but uh, it's definitely like nostalgic of that as well. Oh yeah, no, it's it's writing that line perfectly. Of like, they're even talking about. She's like, "Yo, kid, you've saved my life countless times," and she says something that's like, "On your feet, soldier." So nice <laughs> yeah. to say that to you for once, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah it also ends with. Uh, it also ends with old cable uh, going into a building and then like falling into darkness and like set a like someone set a trap for him. So, it. I mean, we've been setting up this old uh, cable storyline for since like issue one. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm real excited to like see the the timelines kind of connect, just because cable I love cable lore and like I I'm so excited to see Duggan tackle like some of the more weird aspects of cables. Oh, totally timeline right. stuff. I'm still curious what Sean was confused about. <laughs> like Dude, what all these strife clones and all this shit. I'm just like I just. <laughs> Just Domino calls them strifecles. <laughs> Love just it. Keep me, just keep me up to date. It was a great issue, though. Even well, without knowing any of the context of we what's can, going on. We can explain Strife the next time that he shows up. He, he yeah, shows that's, up. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, that a lot. That's a lot. It's yeah, going to take. It's going to take a whole part of the podcast in order for <laughs> me hoping, to just explain Strife. I'm hoping when they catch up and re- run into him eventually, like. They do that as well, so it'll be it'll help be helpful. Yeah, just give all it you, to us all, a little bit each issue. Yeah, exactly. all you, all you need to know is that Strife is a clone of Cable raised I'm by Apocalypse. I'm picking that up. Yeah, and they mentioned raised by Apocalypse, so that's that's you know there. Yeah, you go. all right, that's that, all. That, that pretty much tells me what I need to know. Yeah, yeah that's those are the details. Yeah, Especially I'd be pretty like, messed just, up like, too if I was a clone with Apocalypse for a dad. <laughs> yeah, Blue Dad was not. He was very cold. He was a very cold dad. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's a cool dad. Well, more like it. Uh, nice. I mean, mostly he was uh, raised to be Apocalypse because Apocalypse in the f- in the future when he took over the world was dying and needed a new host body. So he raised Strife to be that, but then uh, someone, his bodyguard, like had a change of heart and was like, "No, I'm gonna raise Strife." And fuck you, Apocalypse. <laughs> All right. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, well, you know, speaking of uh, our favorite characters in this fucking badass Marvel book, uh, Thor number 12 by uh, Donnie Cates, Nick Klein, and Matt Wilson. The uh, most badass frog of all time. Absolutely. Uh, what an understatement, you know? Because uh, Simon Walterson, everyone's favorite Norse god frog such a ridiculous name (laughs) yeah so the issue opens up on like a really good splash page of uh like high school science like uh dissecting a frog the the dissection of a frog talking about like the death of simon walterson and it's like and that day will not be any time soon and then it like busts through the wall and it's him fighting with uh with uh donald blake and uh it basically from the last issue it, it, it had like that fight had already started. So this is the continuation of that. And it's just, just Throg and Lockjaw just fucking them up. And they're, they're like fighting through reality. They're like fighting on the Bifrost and into like the Savage Land. And like, it's fucking cool. Yeah, it's so cool. And just at one point, Donald Blake swallows Throg. He like oh puts God. him in his mouth and swallows him. And then Throg just like breaks through all of his teeth to get yeah. out. It was that, yeah. lo- that Logan move that we love so much. It's like, I'm just going to let the big guy eat me so I can bust <laughs> out from inside. That yeah. that panel made my mouth shiver. Yeah. yeah. That, that, this is the like uh, equivalent of stepping on Legos as a... <laughs> But like they they did it between pages, like the one page he's eating Throg, and like I audibly reacted, and then the next page he's bursting out of his mouth. I just like it's it's like a Lego hammer, but it's it's just like that thing will fuck you up. Oh yeah, because yeah, then he because then he hits him right on the bridge of the nose, like right oh, between the eyes, yeah. and that's a big full splash page. I'm like, oh, that's that's a bad migraine. I don't like that one bit. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, the so whole time Lockjaw's helping out, and they're just bantering back oh, and forth. Oh, the banter is so awesome. good. Yeah, because yeah, it's just really Lockjaw going roof, 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 and Throg going, oh, that, you bring up an interesting point, Lockjaw. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I love it. Uh, and yeah, and my headcanon is such like a Kermit the Frog voice for him, too. Yeah, yeah, because oh, he's, be cause he's so regal, yeah. but it's still like. Yeah. We must assume that this man, whoever he is, <laughs> yeah, behind the recent slains of the Thorful. <laughs> I like it. I don't yeah. know if I realize this until now that his hammer is called Frognior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I awesome. I always try to figure out how to pronounce that, and I don't think I ever I think will. It's Frognier fine. is probably Frog- the best, Frognier? but like, Frog- Frog- it makes my tongue do weird things. <laughs> yeah, my, my brain got stuck on that word for a good two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, but um, so they they continue to battle because uh, you know, uh, what's his face gets up again, and they battle all the way to New York City and just like land on Jane Foster, just like what well, the they fuck? they go to Doctor Strange to try to interrogate him. Ah, yes, that's what it was. You are and correct. That's and then that's yeah, he's because I'm afraid he needs a doctor, and it's like really a doctor like fuck off <laughs> like we know where you're going yeah 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 sorry that was it yeah and that's yeah, what so, happens yeah so yeah so uh throg and lockjaw take donald blake to dr strange which is apparently the dumbest place that they could have taken him seems that way because then donald blake 
senses the fact that uh, Do- Doctor Strange wielded some some Norse magic he because has some Odin magic on yeah because uh, which which calls back to Donny Cates's run on Doctor Strange which was excellent if you haven't read it uh, and it yeah in that uh, storyline Loki had usurped him as the Sorcerer Supreme so he had to use Norse magic to defeat Loki ah got it yeah so. Uh, so Donald Blake takes it and beats the fuck beats out of him. Beats the fuck <laughs> out of him. And then and that's when Jane Foster like sees all this happening. She's like, what the fuck? Like what? And then and then Donald Blake's like, oh, this is an interesting development. You're a Thor. <laughs> uh, which we I thought had like established that he knew that when they ate dinner that no, morning. Yeah, she kinda, knew she said she that, that he, No, 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 no. He didn't a Valkyrie. Yeah. He didn't uh, know she, she was a Valkyrie. Yeah. That's she what it was. Full Valkyrie garb. Yeah, she oh, flame, yeah. she flamons into into Valkyrie yeah. mode. Yeah, she told him or talked about being a Thor, and that's kind of why he, that's why he was there. Yeah, yeah. Well, part of why he was. That's there, what it yeah. was. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So then, b- basically, Doctor Strange is just like, um, yeah. So he uh, he knows where I got my Norse magic, and that's real bad. So then it cuts to <laughs> Donald Blake trying to chop down the life tree, Yggdrasil. Uh, uh, he seems to be doing a pretty good job. And then it's just raining lava down through all the dimensions, which is super badass, down into where Thor is trapped, and he's just like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. We need one of those like Slayer baselines, so it's just like. Yeah, I mean, so if anything, metal. if anything warrants the. Um, <laughs> fucking dope, man. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So then, so then, <laughs> I, oh, I love this this last little bit of sequence at the page. end. Yeah. Well, like the last couple pages, because then. You know, so Jane's like, "All right, I gotta go. I gotta go see a guy. Where the fuck is my horse?" And then Mister Horse, see a guy about a horse. Yeah, I gotta go see about a horse. And Mister Horse shows up and immediately starts talking shit to Lockjaw. Yeah. Like, like within they've got seconds. mad beef. Like yeah. they're about to fucking throw down. And uh, and he calls him a Tory. <laughs> <laughs> the so guy, I never trust a royal. You fucking Tory. Um, but yeah, then uh. You know, like Throg's like, yo, 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 Mr. Horse, we're cool. He's with me. And then Mr. Horse is like, oh, well, you know, any friend of Throg is a friend of mine, I guess. You're good. You're okay for now, dog. Um, <laughs> and then the panel. The drama behind the pet Avengers. I yeah, really right? need yeah. to know what happened between Mr. Horse and Lockjaw. And I got to say, Lockjaw is cool and all, but I have, I have Mr. Horse's back on this one. <laughs> oh, man. And all animals Avengers team would be dope. Well, that's yeah, the pet that's, Avengers. That's, where, that's where Throg comes from. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm just saying. I want yeah. that again now. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, like so then more of it. Yes. <laughs> so then the next sequence I also love because it's just Jane just kicking down doors, just being like, "Yo, sick of your shit, sick of your bullshit, kids, sick of dealing with all the shit that you started that you can't finish. This is your problem. Come deal with it, you piece of shit." And it's Odin. Yeah. <laughs> he's he just fucking get, dope. Yeah, because he's just getting hammered at like the end of existence. Uh, his character design for Odin looks awesome to me. I, I love that he's still wearing the boots. Mm-hmm. Like he's still got the like Kirby boots, but like otherwise just like a tank top and he's hammered. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, everyone in that bar is sick of his shit. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> like they're so sure. happy that she showed up. He's literally in the like Moss Eisley Cantina. Like there's yeah, just yeah. like goofy aliens all I over. I just the like place. how it has legit saloon doors. Like it's an old fucking Western <laughs> yeah. horse out front. Like so good. Yeah. yeah. Not the it's- only bar with old fashioned saloon doors that we're going to cover this week. <laughs> mm, that's true. There's wow, more, there's, the connection. There's more of that coming up. 
What a tease. There must have been a memo that went around Marvel this week. We need saloon doors. <laughs> saloon doors are a must. We're going to we're going to be promoting it, so get it get it in your books, guys. <laughs> Funko Pop is going to put out a thing of saloon doors we got to get. Just saloon oh, doors. Stop. I Funko Pop's going to put out any bar related Marvel thing. It's got to be the bar with no name. They <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Thor's great. Yep. Pretty, so, so loud, so metal. So fucking good. All right. Um, oh, boy. I'm going to have to figure out how to talk about this book. <laughs> Stillwater number six uh, by our good, our, one of our favorites, uh, Chip, 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 Every Zdarsky. single time. Uh, Ramon K. Perez and Mike Spicer. So we haven't talked about a few episodes, so just or a few issues for a while, but... Um, Quick it, it's a recap. town where no one dies. Stillwater is a town where nothing could die. <laughs> You're caught up, but uh, some people some people want that to not be the case, and yeah, so uh, they got blown up. Yeah, so last issue there's been like a almost like a you know factions forming, and they brought- well essentially the problem is that there's a, like a fascist judge and sheriff that have a stranglehold on the town that refuse to let anyone come or go from the town, so they're basically all held hostage, held prisoner in the town. Under the guise of, oh, we can't let Protection, the rest of the world we don't know that it's researched yeah. and all yeah, this like, bullshit. Yeah, like, oh, we'll be lab rats. Which, I mean, it's a fair assumption to begin with, but then but when you yeah. just become a, like, dictator, like. Yeah, they're just not allowed to go to the fucking store. But like, also, you you're anything. like, you're like stunting the growth and development of uh, children. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, like, 30 year olds are stuck in the bodies of eight year olds. It's fucked yeah. up. Yeah. So. We get that, that's kind of the last issue. They had this faction, and basically they had enough votes because uh, the main, our protagonist was a son from this town that uh, I think left and grew up outside of this town well, but had no memory of the it. The mom like like escaped him out of town. He pretended of a wolf like stole him and ate him. Yeah, and then kind of he's come back and he's been like the catalyst for this group to bring this uh, thing to a vote to the council. And as Casey mentioned, the fascist judge dictator asshole um, pretty much just says, go fuck yourself. We're not going to vote. And says bailiff, take care of them. And he just starts shooting people. Not like (laughs) clear the room like, oh, the council's over. He just literally just starts shooting people. Yeah. And then right after that, it just blows up the whole town hall. And it's just like, what the fuck? (laughs) So then we cut to the other, the next issue which it follows our right-hand man soldier guy of the judge who has been a huge dick this entire time. Just and the biggest dick. Now we start getting some background on him. So basically it starts in like 1999 where they get a, you know, there's a member of the town who's getting mail from their brother who's just like getting insistent that um, his brother does want to see him. And he like, cause they're basically saying you can't come visit me and I don't want to see you. So get the fuck out of my life. And, the brother outside of town is like, that's not my brother. I'm going to come visit you. Yeah, something's wrong. You're, like, in danger. I'm going to come get you. So they go send this guy, the military dude out, Ted, and then um, he goes and visits with some of his military buddies. Who Well, he, he gets mail also and like the yeah. person who's supposed to read all the mail didn't bother because she's like you never get fucking mail here's yeah. here's whatever but it was like an invitation to a funeral of one of his like marine right. buddies so he goes and does that and they all do the oh you have an age today it's like yeah good living haha and then like his <laughs> his old like sarge is like our squad leader i can't remember exactly um what it was it's like something's up with this dude 
cut to this guy going to the brother <laughs> brother's house that won't keep uh, sending letters, and him just murdering him, so he'll leave alone, so he won't ruin the town secret. Well, and well damn. His, his yeah, his old sergeant followed him. Is basically like I, I knew that look. You're a contract killer. He's like, it's not, it's not that simple. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but you're also not right. <laughs> he ends up beating him, but he basically says, like, if you say anything, I will find you. I will find your kids. I will find your wife, and I will kill them all if you say anything. Do you understand? He goes full Liam Neeson on him. Yeah, yeah. He's like, do not say a fucking word. You don't understand what's going on. And he's basically like, yep, I got it. And he's like, all right, Semper Fi. And he, he fucking rolls out. And then you see, you get a small moment of him, like, burning his clothes to, like, cover his tracks and him, like, breaking down into his truck. So, like, yes, this dude's a colossal dick, but his role in the town is very clearly bothering him and taking a toll. As of 20 years ago. Cut to... (laughs) (laughs) Cut to 2017, where someone's trying to roll in the town, and it's our old commanding officer he's like yeah my wife's dead cancer got her my kid's dead so here i am motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) yeah i didn't forget that you tried to murder me 20 years ago (laughs) yeah what's up and he's like i got a different offer (laughs) now we find out now that this guy has been gathering his old some old army folks and some other people to kind of create this to do like this militia to take over the town um, and he knows the town vote's going, and he knows it's probably not going to go well. But then he rolls into town and sees the explosion. He's like, what the fuck happened <laughs> I here? was gone for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> what in the but, hell? It's like that meme he, from Community when he walks <laughs> in Yeah, the room. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is the darkest timeline. Um, but he basically sees the judge, like, he's got his, like, leg burnt off. And they're, like, they're all healing because, like, they can't die. But, like... There's some fucked up shit going on here. And then essentially he finds this opportunity. He's like, yep, I'm taking over. I got some friends I want you to meet. <laughs> and it's this fucking militia that he's recruited that's just going to take over this town. Uh, so, Which, yeah, they, they've swapped a single totalitarian dictator for a fascist regime. Yeah. So <laughs> cool, tight, n- awesome. Not great uh, for the mem- for the citizens of Stillwater. <laughs> I, I am fascinated by this book because they're so good at building tension in ways that I did not expect. Like, yeah. how is this going to be a horror book when you can't die? Like, there's literally no risk, you know? And it's like, oh, no, it turns out you can be buried alive for five days and just burned alive. And yeah, the, kind of the just- same way they have been doing with X-Men right yeah 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 they're still finding ways to build tension yeah it just this one this one is still so very down to earth for being like very sci-fi you know yeah absolutely but this this book's getting ramped up Mm -hmm. um i don't know i I don't know if this is the end of the i think this this feels like the end of an arc yeah that's the end of the first arc i gotta get caught up on this it's a good book and now they've just totally changed what this book's gonna be (laughs) oh yeah so that'd be interesting so i have a jumping on point coming up is what you're saying I feel, yeah, you really just need to know the town can't die. Perfect. And you're pretty much, you're, you should be good. And it's almost like a new book at this point. Uh, well, speaking of a new book, uh, nice. I got Shadow Doctor number one uh, by, let me see, uh, Peter Calloway. Uh, is it George's or Jorge? I'd be, I think it's George's. George, George, George's. Uh, George's Genty and Wancho. I'm Love assuming that. it's got what an exclamation great... point at the end. Wancho. What a, what a great name. Wow. Uh, I want an um, exclamation point in my name. 
That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, the only one stopping you is you. Just put an exclamation point at the end of your name. Great I'm going to put it in the Great middle point. of my name. <laughs> That's getting much more confusing. Adam! <laughs> Adam! Yeah. Uh, anywho. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, so this book is really cool because it is a true story by the writer's grandfather, like, told on his deathbed. Um, partially from, like, tales that the whole family knew kind of as the, like, um, the like larger than life legends of his grandfather, and then mm-hmm. the grandfather like filled in the blanks and was like, "Yeah, no, this actually happened, and this is how." And he's like, "And I basically didn't want to tell you because of the, you know the danger." And this was a so wild the- book to read right after watching um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh my god, <laughs> that is an interesting day. Also, oh my god, everyone, go watch that yeah. movie. Holy Turn shit. this podcast off right now and go watch that movie. Honestly, yes. And Fully then, and then come back and finish this because. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so the book starts out and he's uh literally like driving a truck for like prohibition, like um like uh what's it called? Whiskey runners. But- Bootleg, bootleggers, bootleggers, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he's driving the truck for a bunch of bootleggers, um, one of which is clearly Al Capone. Um, and essentially they get it they get like stopped. There's like a there's a tree down and they're like, Hey, but what are you doing? Why'd you stop the car? And he's like, This tree was cut down, and right as he says that, uh, the bullets start flying. Yeah. So he like cowers under a truck and is just kinda like waiting for the bullets to stop. And he's just like, uh, oh, my life kinda depends on the r- the right side winning. Um, yeah, it was like it's not so much the bullets; it's the eerie silence afterwards and not knowing who it is that just won. Yeah, exactly. It is just like I uh, can't re- can't remember a time in my life that I believed in God, but that night I prayed. I prayed the Italians had won because I knew my life depended on it. And then, like one of the Italian goons, just like, "Hey, buddy, what's up?" It's just like, "Oh, thank God." Okay. Um, so then it, it jumps forward into you know, like the the conversation they're having on his deathbed um the presumably the writer and his grandfather and he's like he's like you know why haven't you like why didn't you tell me any of this and he's like you know he's like you, you know uh because i wasn't dying until now and he's just like dad you're, you're not dying he's like no i'm a doctor i know i'm dying shut up <laughs> and it's and he's like it's not you know necessarily that part of the story that I couldn't tell you about. It's what came afterwards. So so then it flashes forward, or flashes back again to 1931, and it's um, the main character, Nat, and he's going in for job interviews. And he just graduated um, medical school, so he's, he's, you know, trying out to be a doctor. And every time he goes in for a job interview, they're like, oh, so you're black. And that's gonna be a problem for us. Yep. Goodbye. And it's always like, oh, it's it's nothing personal. It's yeah. nothing personal. You know, like we, I, if it were me, I'd hire you. But you know, our clients and our our patients, and it's just like, no, nothing it wasn't personal. No, no, God, not personal. It was only the color of my skin. It's not so. personal. It's just who you personally are. That's the problem. yeah. It's just everything <laughs> right. about your appearance. Uh, Could not yeah. allow me to employ you 
at this time. Exactly, yeah. So, and this is, you know, the depression is in full swing, so he's getting poorer and poorer, just trying to get a job desperately, overqualified for everything, and no well, one is hiring he, him. He, referenced, he tells him to go to another hospital um, where he could be hired, and he's like, yeah, that closed six months ago, dude. Like, I yeah. can't go work there. Yeah, they just straight up closed the black hospital. Thanks. Yeah. Great. Appreciate it. Also... What the fuck are black people supposed to do in Chicago? Right? Great, cool. Yeah, yeah, if there's no black hospital, what the hell, guys? You just die. That's yeah. just what you do. It's yeah, fucking that bullshit. Way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is a wild book to read after watching Black Yeah, Messiah, yeah dude, shit. like, I kept thinking about that movie as I was reading this. Like, oh my God. Specifically because they're both in Chicago. Yeah, they're both in Chicago. A, like, Chicago a bizarre was, parallel. is such yeah. a, like, a hotbed for just terrible stories of but you know it's also like clearly it was oppressing its people so badly that someone had to step up and create a community that protected black people well, yeah. like you know so so this this story directly leads to the other exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so basically he's down and out and down and out and like at wit's end like pulls his pockets inside out and they're empty kind of deal so he goes to this building. He's he like, remembers oh, you that know. guy he used to work for. Yeah, and he's just like, <laughs> you know, uh, it says, it says um, most decisions are, are quiet things, born of idea, a moment of contemplation, but the ones born of desperation, they aren't quiet things. They are wolves. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, then he, he knocks on the door, or he goes up to the doorman, and the doorman's like, get out of here, boy. And then, like, he's like, ah, and, like, right as he's, like, trying to talk to the doorman, um, the Italian, like, goon that, that, like, he found him after the, that fight. found him after the gunfight, and, you know, in the beginning of the issue, was just like, Nat, what are you doing, buddy? Where have you been? I haven't seen you forever. Come on in. And then he, like, cusses out the doorman. He's like, this, this is not a boy. You know, you are going to respect him, and he is yeah. a member of our community. And it's just like, ah, that's fucking cool. Um, so yeah, he leads him in, and he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. You remember, uh, you know, that guy that I used to work for? A fucking Scarface? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, I presumably he becomes the doctor mob, of the mob. Mob doctor? Yeah. Mob doctor. Uh, you know, just to have a job that actually fucking pays. Mob so. doctor is kind of fun to say. Mob yeah. Doctor. Great title. Dobmachter. Mobter. <laughs> ah, a mobter. A mobter. Dobmachter. A mobter. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, like, it was a good enough story as it is, but the fact that it's a true story makes it even more fascinating. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's, sure. and it's those, those deathbed confessions that make the best stories, too. Oh, yeah, like my, sure. My grandfather was always really tight-lipped about his time in the Navy during World War II. And towards the end of his life, which is like, screw it, I'm going to tell all these stories. And just like the shit he had to endure. And it's like yeah. these stories that you've been holding in all of this time. Yeah. You could have just shared them, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. Uh, but yeah, um, the very end of the book has like a, um, inter the actual like history of and like interviews with, um, you know, like the, the family. And I forget what he, like the, the main character Nat ends up like founding a medical school. I forget which one. Um, but but yeah. So I I'm interested to see where it goes from to, like how we connect the dots from mob doctor to Tuskegee you know, University. There I we believe. go. Yeah. So very cool. Yeah, this is a cool story, and you know, it's stories like this we need to amplify now more than ever. Absolutely. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right. It's that time where we shout things out really loud. <laughs> shout outs! <laughs> Soundboard. Uh, another one of our favorites is back with a new number one. Uh, it's going to be Snow Angels number one by Jeff Lemire and Jock. Nice. Um, so This was a Comixology exclusive if was. you are confused that you did not Missed see it. this at yes. your comic book store. Good call Casey. Yeah. Um, and I only probably would have picked this up because I you know, just following Lemire and shit on social media. It's like, oh, he's got a new book out. I'm buying that. <laughs> so this one is um, about family, a father and his two daughters um, who live in what they call affectionately the trench, which is a giant trench dug out into this snow hellscape that they now live on in this planet. Um, they talk about the three rules of the trench. The one the trench provides, you must never, ever leave the trench. And um, I believe the third rule is the trench never ends. So you have this giant, huge ice planet, or presumably Earth, maybe. I have no idea. <laughs> and they just live in this huge trench. And they like. So we kind of meet up with them and they're skating through and they're kind of hunting. And we're not sure, but they come up on some kind of gear, have to fight off some wild animals and things like that. Um, and they just kind of talk about like they find technology and they see these things. They find like maps of the stars. Like, so like there's definitely a connection to like, there was some sort of society here, but we don't really know much about this world other than it's covered in ice. <laughs> um, I like the idea of, of ice skating at a distance, like, like not having to turn ever just sh- and just going straight. straight for friggin' miles. Something I've always wanted to do. So you want to ice skate, but you don't want to turn. No, I mean, it's just like, exactly. just to sprint forward as fast as you can for as long as you possibly can. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to ice skate, so I, I can't relate. Yeah, well. <laughs> right. I haven't so, been on skates in the longest time, but if somebody was like, hey, we're going to go ice skating on this frozen pond that doesn't seem to end, I'd be like, I'm down. Doesn't seem to end. I just want to ice. Adam got lost and died. Yeah. I just want to ice skate into the vastness. It just into into the fog. Just disappear into the. I mist. just like the stipulation of. I just want to. I just want to go into a void. <laughs> like I, I want to. I only want to ice skate as long as there's a promise of no return. But, but like I've I seen this. In, I've seen this in movies of like people training for hockey and like skating on big ponds. I've just. It's just something I've always wanted to do. Just unencumbered right. ice skating just adam just wind rivered himself into the abyss until his lungs exploded oh boy. <laughs> all right we're getting away from this i'm sorry wind river's closer to this than you ice skating <laughs> yeah, unfortunately <that's> <laughs> um so they kind of go back to their village um and they immediately kind of notice something's up because there's no one on watch and then they just see bodies everywhere and it's narrated by one of his daughters and she's kind of talking about like I've I've heard skates my whole life. That's all I've kind of known out here. But then I kind of heard something different, and it's kind of their boogeyman called the snowman, who's just <laughs> in like this almost like futuristic suit and just a knife and just covered in blood. Uh, and that's kind of where our first issue is. It's fucking why I got a lot, but also none in this issue, which is great. Um, the art is gorgeous. Um, 
obviously lots of but I I really enjoy this kind of world. There's also like a little short story that Lemire wrote to kind of um, accompany this. So you kind of get some background about the world that the comic hasn't totally dealt, you know, dove into yet. I'm sure they're going to cover some of it, but that's, that was, I think released as like a, on Amazon as like a Kindle short story. You can pick that up too. So you got a whole multimedia experience with Lemire Jock Snow Angels. So if you're interested, go check it out. It was really good. Yeah. I can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah, I'm 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 in. I'm excited about it. I really hope that this gets collected uh as a like trade paperback after it's I'm sure done. It uh cuz it's against my religion to read comics digitally. So. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> um all right, so for the next shout out, uh, I will keep this brief oh, so as God, not to do. derail everything into oblivion. This book uh, murdered my mood. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, this book. Uh, it's Ha Ha Number 2 by W. Maxwell Prince and Zoe Thorogood uh, with colors by Chris O'Halloran. There's, um, there's almost no ha-has in here. There's zero ha-has. Despite being called two of them. There are no there laughs negative, to be found anywhere inside this Negative ha-has. Negative ha We're yeah. in negative ha-ha zone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, basically, this is a tragic story of a little girl whose mother um, was... Dealing with uh, like a full-on mental meltdown, uh, some kind of psychosis, and she takes the daughter, basically kidnaps the daughter, but out of a like real shitty situation, out of an abusive father, and um, runs away to Funville because in Funville they can just be clowns and everything will be good and everything will be happy. And we learned about uh, Funville in the last issue. Yeah. Yes. It closed down. Yes. Spoiler. Yes. <laughs> so well, it was closing down in the last issue. <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's now uh, close for realsies for realsies though <laughs> yeah so so basically we oh. see them on the road and she's like oh you know gas isn't gonna pay for itself so she becomes a sex worker and this is you know a very dangerous situation a very specific sex worker well though. she's she's wearing clown makeup yeah. because she's a clown yeah. like she's just uh, the, she's just in full psychosis mode that like being a clown is going to be the only thing that matters in my life. There's yeah. a very terrifying kind of clientele that a sex worker clown would attract. And that's, and I believe that's the big part of what, like, I think because yeah. that keeps happening, like, that seems to be the dangers of her profession. Because yeah. I think specifically she is a clown. Well, she looks like a clown sex worker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. so the kind of person that would, would hire her is uh, specifically... Probably not the best. Yeah, so... <laughs> And you know, and it's also like in like skeevy roadside motels, which yeah. is like like right. that's the most dangerous. It's probably thing more anyway. that than the clown thing. Yeah, but it's but both. It's, it's all not both. great. It, yeah, it's it's distilling the the kind of already dangerous clientele you would find at in this type of location, but then specifically those type of people who are looking for clowns. <laughs> yeah, that's a scary yeah. Venn diagram that I don't really feel like getting <laughs> into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then then like essentially, you know, this this sex work uh, just kind of spirals out of control, and then ends up like she has to bring the John to the motel, and she like puts the daughter in the bathroom and says like, "Okay, stay in here, stay quiet." And then as like he's choking her mom, our narrator, who's like a little girl, pops out with a razor blade and like tries to like defend her mom because she doesn't know what's going on and the mom just kills the dude well, she, he, he 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 slapped her, her. yes yeah. the daughter and she's like yep fuck you you're done yeah no one touches my daughter and she yeah. murders him so yeah this and then she's like all right so everything's gonna be fine we're gonna go to funville and everything's gonna be fine and it's fine it's fine 
totally fine. And then they get a fun villain. It's closed down. <laughs> so then the mom gets arrested and put in prison forever. And the end. Yay! <laughs> well, no. Well, then we the find out that the daughter, the, the daughter becomes daughter- a clown burlesque yeah. performer I'm yes. just like good lord yeah the daughter became whose name is Rudolph so there's a lot of like Rudolph the red nosed reindeer kind of jokes going on yeah. too well they're um, all named after the reindeer yeah, yeah yeah um so yeah she she becomes a uh a stripper specifically I'm not sure if she's burlesque or stripper but yeah clown themed uh, sex worker so the cycle continues so this book was brutal. It's Yikes. really good. Like we're not it's making so it sound good. like we're not making it sound like it's an enjoyable read, but it's it is. We don't want to openly weep while we talk about it, but it's <laughs> very, really good. Yeah, it, it's very well written. It's it's heart wrenching, just like all of the other you know uh, W Maxwell Prince stuff that we have yeah, dealt he, with. Before. Comics will break your heart, kid. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think this is what Kirby meant, but <laughs> no. it still his, applies. His, his stuff needs a label like this is going to make you sad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I need a trigger warning on each like, of them. Just like, with specifically, Lord. what kind of trauma are you going to inflict on yeah, me this I time? Yeah, I know it's going to be trauma, but I just I need to be prepared for what kind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shit, we should probably do that when we cover this issue going forward. Yeah, probably. I think just W. Maxwell Prince in general. <laughs> so far, yeah. in my yeah. experience. Yeah, trigger warning... Uh, W. Maxwell Prince. He's fantastic, <laughs> but good lord, he mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he is tapping into that part of my brain very effectively. Yeah, it's a dark place. <laughs> yeah. So, um, trying to pull us out of this downward spiral, uh, <laughs> I've got Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Something Wicked, number five, by Kelly Thompson and uh, Veronica and Andy Fish. A.K.A. fucking witch Yu-Gi-Oh! Yes! <laughs> Yes. Uh, I, okay, I'm, I'm if, fucking I don't, if now. Bill, I don't know enough about Yu-Gi-Oh to know this. No one yeah, told sure. me that witches play Yu-Gi-Oh in this universe. <laughs> I no, love it. We covered this before. There's like this sacred card game that they play called uh, Savoir Faire. Fuck yeah. And apparently... Is there, did we know about the Shadow Realm existing, though? We did know about the Shadow Realm existing. <laughs> did they summon the Blue-Eyes White Dragon? <laughs> so, um, so we last left off um, this... This mentor that um, Sabrina had uh, throughout this miniseries turns out to be the bad guy that put the curse on the Wendigo twins' uh, mother, who then passed it down to to them. The what twins? The Wendigo twins. The Wendigo twins. Oh, the Wendigo twins. Thank you. Thank you. Where to go? Where to go? Where? To Why go? to go? So they're, they're all like tied, they're all trapped and tied up in this in this evil witch's lair, and then Sabrina keeps like very loudly reminding them that she kind of fixed the curse, and they can change into the Wendigo at will. So they change into the Wendigo, and they like break out. So at will they go, and it looks like it, it. it looks like they're still kind of cornered, and there's the 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 game's still lost, and Sabrina then challenges. Uh, this evil witch lady to a game of Savoir Faire to the death. I was gonna say, does she play a trap card? So they have this like <laughs> magic Yu-Gi-Oh battle, which is <laughs> fucking awesome. And then uh, Sabrina uses a card to summon all the people that the witch has like wronged or killed. Yeah, it was like and the the like, restless soul was the card. That yeah, she pulled. and then and like, then, like that's dope. It's like a tornado of zombies that come out and like just take care of her i'm like all right and it traps her in the card yeah 
Yeah. Tornado of Zombies, new band name called it. So uh, I was gonna say, uh, can't wait to watch that on Sci-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Zom Zombnado, Zombnado. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So so this was the end of this this particular miniseries. So it ends with her going home and like trying to tell her aunties about it, but her aunts are are miss or aren't home. And Ambrose is there, her cousin, with an invitation to the academy, where. Ooh. So it looks like they're setting that story arc up for the next the next uh, series. So that'll be fun. Nice. Hell yeah. All right. I have uh, G.I. Joe Castlefall by Paul Aller and Chris Avenue. And I wanted to shout this out because I have been enjoying the main series. And this is the one shot that is pretty much the culmination of every issue so far. And the Joes' ultimate plan to take down um, Cobra's base in Chicago. Um, so this issue, this like one shot, is just a huge action blockbuster of the Joes infiltrating Cobra Command, and um, they uh, they hide it as information of um, Doctor uh, like Major Blood trying to write plans to take down the Joe base, but it turns out it's the Joe's plan to take down Cobra. And there's a lot of like uh, double agent stuff that happens, which is cool. Um, and then it, it ends with um, Cobra uh, commander and Baroness fleeing. Um, and there's this dope Baroness fist fight where she like takes off her jacket and fist fights tiger. Um, but then the, the end is a, uh, Scarlet addressing like the citizens of Chicago and going Cobra Commander is gone and Chicago is free for now and that's something Chicago. to celebrate but I know believe me I know that for many of you and any joy you experience will feel like a betrayal of those we lost it will feel like you're hiding your grief away but you're not joy and pain do not cancel each other out they simply coexist so even in the darkest of times we must laugh we must celebrate we must grab hold of joy wherever we can Chicago is free but there's a lot of work left to be done and we need to Help your help to do it. So take your some time, celebrate, and then get ready to continue the fight in any way you can. Welcome to GI Joe, and that's how it ends. Nice GI Joe, so good. Uh, you know what's interesting about this book to me? Now, correct me if I'm wrong because I missed a couple issues here and there. But does the so so the first issue is holy shit, Cobra took over America, right? And then every other issue after that is like a prequel like it's some kind of thing that happened like leading up to that and then this issue is actually them taking down cobra right no some issues have flashbacks but um or some issues are like flashbacks but a lot of them are the key setting up pieces to infiltrate cobra in this issue like oh, getting okay. the like getting the bat designs and um a lot of stuff like that. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess I did read some of the issues that were, I think most of the issues I read took place before Cobra took over, which I think is still like a really good storytelling technique to like fill in all the gaps before and after, like before you do the big, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's also, uh, -huh. uh, they're in a car and they're trying to get the turret up and it doesn't work. So Roadblock just takes the machine gun and goes outside. He's like, who needs a tripod when you got me? And it's awesome. <laughs> 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 but uh, this is great. I mean, I, I don't know if the series is continuing, which makes me sad, but it ended on a high note if this is all we get. So 
Nice. Yeah, that's great. All right, I'll throw one shout out more before we hit our top story. This will yeah. be a quick one. Um, one of our favorites, Once in Future, number 16, Karen Gillan, Dan Mora, and Tamara Bonvillain. This book is fucking insane. <laughs> it's it fucking really insane right now. <laughs> Karen Gillan has just taken all of this ancient Arthurian lore and just took it, crumpled it all up, and just spit out a fucking awesome comic. Um, <laughs> the action in this, uh, we're we're just full in. I don't even, I can't even unravel it all because it hurts my brain. Um, but it's all a three legend in some way, and now we've introduced yeah. Lancelot, and now we've introduced the like clandestine government organization that gives you know the That's this family a, a blank check to like yeah. just deal with it because essentially the the government guy was like yo the more people that know about this the more you get wrapped up in it so no one's allowed to know about it except me and i just have to get these goons to like just be my like hired guns and like yeah. keep them out of it so like but you, yeah and then like the the girlfriend i forget her name is basically like oh so like too many cops ended up dead and now you're auditing us. He's like, bingo, gotcha. You got it. You're a smart <laughs> one. I just yep. love this, like, uh, this thorough line of, uh, like, becoming pieces of stories to gain power and you yeah. can take on multiple stories. Just, oh you know, yeah, like like uh, the dude, the main dude's confusing. mom is like four different people. Like she's she's Nemu, but she's also Elaine, and she's also Guinevere, and she's also it's just yeah. like ah, it's too yeah, many. Yeah, he's a couple of, now. One of which is Beowulf, and we run into a giant dragon. So there's a funny <laughs> sequence with that. Uh, so yeah, because like the mom is just like, oh, we gotta get the fuck out of here. He's like, can you keep your voice you down? Because Beowulf <laughs> is murdered by a dragon. Can, she's like, it's probably not that one. Probably. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I love that attitude. It's 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 probably not this one <laughs> yeah the but then we get yeah we have galahad and lance uh and lancelot just going fucking ape shit trying to like figure out what's going on too galahad's just trying to kill motherfuckers to please galahad's whoever. real fucked up because he also morphs into a different he's uh, like a centaur now yeah <laughs> um Mer- merlin's doing some fucked up shit with yep. everybody like arthur's uh, becoming a plant yeah Arthur's becoming yeah he's just becoming he, swamp thing at this he, point well he's on the siege perilous uh yeah yeah um He's becoming an expert. And, and <laughs> apart from all this, the art and the colors in this are phenomenal. Uh, yeah, at one point, it's really good because, like, the mom is, like, in order to get to Otherworld, she has oh, to, like... Pretty much kill herself. Ba- bathe in boiling water. So, yeah. like, like she's, like, having a gunfight with, like, the government dudes, and uh, the, the, like, water behind her just starts boiling. She's like, okay, fine. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, but as that starts to happen, like the color shifts and all like the the military glowing the hired guns are like uh did did, are we dosed like what's (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck is going on that's just the story shut up did this just get fun (laughs) it's just this book is wild it's non every issue is non-stop with but the story and it's all it's very intricate and it's it's super well done but like the art and the action is i feel like it's second to none in 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 a so lot of the good. books that we're reading. It's it's awesome. I'm so Every glad it's great. ongoing instead of it was supposed to Dude, just be right? a miniseries. Uh, it was supposed to just so be happy. that first miniseries and then Kieran Gillen is like talking to Boom and they're like, Oh man, that was a really good book and he's like, Yeah you know, if you ever want to do my Beowulf story, and they're like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, print that right now. Let's fucking go. <laughs> you can write as much as you want. 
because this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention, like, I don't know if we talked like five issues ago. He like they fucking fought Beowulf, and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> I don't even know if we talked about the Green Knight. Green Knight showed up. He was fucking badass. There's killed so a bunch much. of Nazis. Was dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he killed a shitload of Nazis. <laughs> yeah, this book is great. I think at least one or two trades is out. Go buy it. It's so two. good. Two of them are out. Two are out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to that top story. Top story. Oh yeah. What are we talking about? Oh, shocker. It's X-Men. <laughs> hey, X-Men. No, it's, it's been a hot minute since we've had an X-Men story as a top story. Yeah, because you guys hate fun and me and RJ are just begging hate for it. Fun. Every single- we we like <sighs> diversity in our top story. <laughs> well, it doesn't get more diverse than the X-Men. There so. it is. <laughs> I guess you're not wrong. <laughs> all right take us away guys uh yeah so the, the, it starts out which is great it's uh so this is marauders it, number 18 you, by the way this is marauders number 18 oh, right. and oh, yeah. it, it, the last issue left off with emma basically blank check buying the entire like slums of madripoor like half of madripoor <laughs> yeah out from under the verendi who are like a anti-mutant corporate pieces of shit run like, by children and they were well yeah that, run by that's children. the hellfire club yeah yeah, 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 and they were trying to um, it's the mini Hellfire Club and little babies. Um, <laughs> they were trying to gentrify the, all the slums, and so they were like kicking out and like murdering the like you know disenfranchised like, poor. Tower, yeah, right? the, the, they're basically yeah. trying to build a new Dubai in like the right. slums of of Madripoor. So, uh, so Emma says, "Fuck that," and she buys it all. And uh, the very beginning of the issue is them unveiling. The new hospital, and she invites. Uh, it's like a it's like a free healthcare clinic, right? Yeah, yeah, free yeah, yeah. Free it's a hospital free... for Madripoor, yeah. Yeah, so she <laughs> she invites Charles and Eric to watch the unveiling, and they have Proteus <laughs> rip it off, and it's the Moira Matagret Memorial Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and the look on their faces is so good. <laughs> also, Proteus is crying. <laughs> it's like his mom. It's like he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. So if you missed out on us talking about Hawksbox or haven't had a chance to read it, Moira Mo- McTaggart is a mutant and is the crux behind everything that's happening in, in fucking Krakow. That was like our first so- <laughs> our first episode. Yeah, it was like a year and a half. Yeah, but the, that was the, the beginning of this adventure. The yeah. way Magneto and Charles are drawn. They're like horrified, but also clapping like they want to fit in. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, their yeah. faces are like, "What the fuck is happening?" It's like it's like any time they pan at- across the people who were nominated for an Oscar but didn't win, and they're applauding the yeah. guy that won. They're just glaring at Emma, like, "What the fuck did you just do?" <laughs> Yeah, because RJ and I were talking about it this week. I, we're both pretty sure that Emma knows, and if she doesn't know, like she has to know. She Th- has this to can't know. Can't be a coincidence. But I think, but she's the only one who knows out of everyone that is like uh, do, at this unveiling. Think, how do you keep I a secret that, from Emma Frost? Yeah, so that's what I was saying. I was like, his, you know, if they wanted, helmet. if they wanted to keep a secret from her, they know better than to try. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just like, let's yeah. just let Emma in on this secret. But yeah, most of either well, the Quiet know Council the knows. Council. Yeah, yeah I, maybe I, the Quiet I, does, Council knows. Does the whole Quiet Council know? I feel I like, remember, but I feel I like remember. assumption maybe. Yeah, I th- I think they do. I th- I'm pretty sure they do. And if that not, that like it's very few. Because didn't they visit her? In Hawks, or was that just? Charles I, I know and that like Eric and Charles did, but I don't okay. think anyone else. I don't All think right. too many it's people. It's been so long. Since exactly I keep forgetting that like I keep forgetting that she's like not in books. It's like oh right or, yeah she's not around. She was she was supposed yeah. to get her one mini series, but that was like solicited before COVID I mean, and then COVID fucked happening. up. It, I'm sure it's still yeah, happening, but eventually. but like the the uh, it was supposed to happen before um 
uh, Ten of Swords, and then the, mm. like COVID messed up the release date, so like Children of the Atom and Moira's book got pushed, and you know hasn't yeah, been so resolved we'll yet. Eventually, yeah, we'll get it eventually. What, what but she's been yeah. doing. Anywho, uh, so then we go into the hospital, and I love this sequence. This is great. They just get masked to be a plastic surgeon, and he's just like reluctantly like, "What do I? What do I do?" And they like hand him a baby with a cleft lip. And like he's just like I don't uh just like I think they were trying to find like give him some purpose I, so we can actually yeah. like I love yeah. feel like he could do something I love this yeah. use of mask because it's just like <laughs> yeah this guy can do a ton of good but uh he's just yeah. like the most antisocial person on the planet and then he like yeah. he yeah. fixes it and the that. parents are like in tears thanking him but he's yeah. just like uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Calista's like, have fun, big guy. And he's just looking at his own hands like, oh, like what? She knows what's up. He's like, you're welcome. You need, you need this. Like, you're yeah. going to help people. I think you want to help people. You just didn't know how type of but thing. But also, like, have yeah. fun that, doing that, that, this That was all my read on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, the actual doctor there is like, all right, let's see this fucking, let's see this plastic surgeon you've been talking about. I, I got to see what's up. <laughs> and he literally just, like, waves a magic wand and it's fixed. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, my goodness. Uh for like actual like fixing things like not yeah. like regular I need a doctor like, like that. Yeah. <laughs> and think... your face is yeah. better. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> and you no longer constantly feel like you're going to die. Have a good day. You just want to walk into a hospital and go bippity boppity boo. And, <laughs> and yeah, and then I have a better face. Like I feel like that's the dream. I mean, don't we yeah. all? Don't we exactly. all? Exactly. Uh, then the next sequence is the saloon doors that you so aptly mm-hmm. hinted at. Ah, here we uh, are. And it's it's uh, Iceman, Pyro, and Bishop coming into like the toughest like dive bar in Madripoor, and then just being like, basically the bartender's like, uh, I don't care, but uh, I've been told we don't like your kind around here, so y'all should just leave. So there's Mosey no trouble. Out of here. And then he and then he just drops a bl- like a bowling bag full of money, <laughs> and he's just like, all right, uh, so the the ceiling leaks, and uh, <laughs> you know, there's there's yeah, uh, like, we're gonna buy the bar. He's like, all right, deuce. Just, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even <laughs> doesn't hesitate for us. I like second. how he says, are, he's like, are you interested in becoming a former barman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he and just he, immediately he is was. just like, pleasure doing business with you. Goodbye. Didn't even count it. He's like, this looks uh, about enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this it's uh, a bag full he of just, cash. He just enough. like <laughs> he feels the weight of it. And he's yeah. like, yeah, that's that's about a like ton a bag of money. Full of cash in a bar in the slums of Badrapur is enough. That's the yeah. right amount of money then that it, bar uh, costs. It cuts to the Hellfire kids, and uh, they're not exactly happy that the Marauders are making purchases no, on their land. They, they are not. No, and not they have, to retaliate, have built a new reaver army no. a bunch of random the reaver army they're they're specifically part. a reaver army built out of all of the people that the mutants failed to kill because mm. the mutants can't they, you know the x-men can't kill anybody anymore so yep. so they're like they cut to like Iceman like maiming and like ripping people's like arms off right after arm. yeah right mm-hmm. after kate died and he's just like decimating this whole fucking crew yep. and they're like yeah you ruined my life so i just signed up like i i willfully <laughs> became a reaver because i'm a fucking <laughs> a good way for to make new reavers it's yeah, like that exactly. guy's got a people that fleshy are- mega man arm now <laughs> <laughs> but the, the best part is that like they're like yo the, they're like yeah we're all the we're all the people you failed to kill and they're like if we wanted you dead we wouldn't be having this fucking right. conversation we only didn't <laughs> like, kill you because yeah. it's now against our rules to kill you <laughs> yeah i liked a couple like a couple lines during this fight it was like bobby's like it doesn't feel like i am but i'm holding back 
<laughs> yeah, so so then then Bishop gets hit with a blast and, and like, oh yeah, thanks for the for the free charge, and then like you know blasts it back at him since he you know has kinetic energy powers. But then it turns out that the whole thing, the whole Reaver attack, yeah. was done very intentionally, very publicly with the press nearby, because <laughs> of course to try to like frame it as oh these mutants are coming to town and attacking people. So yeah, there's still trouble and we don't want them here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So then like the Madripoor council is trying to be like, oh, you know, they're not all bad, but <laughs> and, like trying to play that game. Just like, ugh, gross. I've never seen so, a plan backfire gross. so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of the book is like, yeah, Marauders are, are buying land and doing it. And it's like, oh, no, nope, it's all terrible now. It's all in fire. So much for that. Uh, well, yeah. At least there's that hospital where they, all those people can go. Right. So I, people, it'll be fine. That was my immediate thought. I was like, Does, is Mask okay? <laughs> <laughs> Does he have to leave? Uh, well, I'm sure it'll end up working out because I don't want to see the gentrifiers win. <laughs> so I'm sure uh, mutants will end up still owning Madripoor. But yeah, they're in a bit of a pickle. Yeah, you don't set and, up uh, uh, a scenario like this and have those guys win. Yeah, right. exactly. And and Reavers, yeah. And the Reavers are now talking about, like, uh, you know, first off Magiport, next up Kakroa. And it's like, oh, oh no. Uh. <laughs> That's okay. how it ends. Yep, yep. Here we are. Haven't you guys figured out don't attack Kakroa? It's not going to work out great. <laughs> Just saying. Uh. Okay. So that was last week's comics. We did it. We did. What do we got coming out this week? Record breaking spawn three fifteen every time. It's about to be four spawn. Yeah, record breaking. No one. We're gonna have too many ongoing jokes about. No one gets that joke anymore because we did that joke on what like the third episode of the show. (laughs) Yeah, it's for issue three hundred. Oh my god! Um, It looks like we have X Men, Wolverine, and New Mutants. Um, Future State, Dark Detective, Batman, Superman. Superman Imperius Lex. Oh, there's a crossover with uh with your boy on the cover with uh Madman on Well, the I gotta buy that. <laughs> yep. Department of Truth, number six. Oh, so, oh boy. killing the children. Let's talk do about it. murdering my mood. <laughs> uh, Black Cat number three. Um Yay. <laughs> ah, yes. Speaking of which Jet, who uh we had the pleasure of sitting down yeah. with yeah. this week. So we'll have an interview coming out with him in the next week or two, I think. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It'll be. I'm hoping to get this... that in your ears this Saturday. So keep an eye. I'm out. gonna. I'm gonna pump out the word that it's this Saturday so that it happens. All right. I guess it's coming <laughs> out this Saturday. I'm. I'm coercing Adam using social media. <laughs> You're controlling my life using Twitter. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we'll all be sad again next week because we have ice cream man number twenty three. Batman Man. Black and White, Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy, Scumbag, Aquaman, Future State, which we okay. talked about, I think, a couple weeks ago. That was great. Uh-huh. New image called Two Moons. Not sure, but it's an image book, so I'll check it out. That looks sick. I'm excited for that one. It's John Arcudi. And so. Stray Dogs, which if it has dogs as main characters, I'm sure I'm going to be real sad. <laughs> <laughs> Another image, number one. <laughs> um, trying to think. Oh, the end of Skull Digger? That's yeah. gonna be cool. And a skull digger. Space Riders. Oh man, that book is just <laughs> eye candy. 
Uh, I think that looks like all the ones I see here. So seems like a big indie yeah. week. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if we said it earlier, but uh, also X Men and New Mutants. So yeah, I yeah, rattled yeah, off yeah. those X Men books. Another cool, big cool, X cool. week, as always. Yeah. Well, that's this week's comics. Tune in next week when they become last week's comics. Uh, as always, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Last Week's Comics. Um, and uh, consider joining our Patreon at DuelingGenre.com slash support. We've got new Patreon content coming out just about every week. Uh, we've we've all been uh, part of some of these shows. Not all of them have come out yet, but uh, we're, we're plugging away at, at, at some cool uh, Patreon-exclusive content that's coming out. Uh, if you want more of us that isn't in this setting, you should uh, get in on that because there's a lot of cool stuff coming out. Um, and please, as always, support your local comic shop. Uh, get out there, buy some comics, and we'll see you this time next week. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.